0: This time to the lo-fi top five. I don't know what's happening. Whatever. What, is, did you sneak? Is this the Halloween episode that nobody told me? <laughs> I don't know why I went full Eddie Monster for a hot second, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's a thing. It's right
1: a here. very spooky episode today. Yeah. Well, actually, funny enough, you know, unintended accidental humor right there.
0: Yeah, because it actually is kind of a spooky episode. Maybe because we are covering off on our top five monster movies. Jeremy, how'd it go for you, bud? Uh, this went back into the
1: wasn't so happy category for a while. Um, I figured out my pattern when I don't like the category. Well, when I think I like the category and then I go start writing down things and then I look at those things and I don't like what I've written down. And I reach this point where I start texting you like, hey, maybe we need to s- switch it up a little bit. Yeah. And you're like, no, nah, man, it's good. And literally like five minutes after I get that text back from you, I have some random like shower thought moment. And yep. I'm like, oh, I know what to do with this. So it ended up being pretty good to the point where I had a hard time with my basically like final 11 as to what would be like a top five and what wouldn't and things like that. So that that was my little journey. And by the way, knowing that I don't watch a lot of horror movies was sort of an awakening to, yeah, so I guess I don't see that many monsters. Right. How about you, buddy?
0: Yeah, this one was fun. Um I do like horror movies and have seen lots of them. Um and so I basically there's like there's one that's not on my list cuz I haven't seen it yet and I'm really bummed because I'm pretty sure it would be up here but whatever. Uh for me it was more picking stuff and then, you know, full transparency just trying to find things that weren't top 5s before. So like there's definitely stuff that I probably would put in here in my actual top five, but I've just, we've talked about it before and I don't feel the need to talk about it again. Uh, so I did a little bit of maneuvering, but then I also found a way to have like a little bit of fun with this. Uh, so I, I actually really enjoyed it like quite a bit. Um, speaking of things that I enjoy, do you have a spreadsheet, bud? Oh, I've got a
1: spreadsheet. It is a, uh, monster of a spreadsheet.
0: Oh, there she is. Oh, there she
1: is. (laughs) If we only had some sound effects on this show, there would be that long, like, If there was video, it'd be like the, the rubber stamp dad joke, dad joke. There you go. But you know, all the dads who are currently listening, you're like nodding along. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good, buddy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, he that's did a good job. Good. All right. So as always, my I make a spreadsheet, but don't really use it to do much other than have a little bit of fun making a spreadsheet and thinking about movies. My categories this week are the movie, the cast, and the rewatchability. Sure, sure, sure. Then I put in three other categories. And so JT, again, please tell us which is the one that you're like, oh, that's the one. Are you excited?
0: I'm always excited.
1: Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, Originality. I think there's a lot of tropes in monster movies uh, to the point where I would written down, like, if the story is basically a big monster that was either minding its own business or deliberately rampaging everywhere... And then the protagonist discovers said monster, and nobody really believes the protagonist until finally it's a little too late and like the monster like just really breaks some serious stuff. And then the protagonist has, of course, figured out the one weakness, which at the very end of the movie like shoves a sword in the belly spot or whatever.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: So that's that was sort of the... If you do that and you are not one very specific movie, uh, which I give a pass to, then I would consider that unoriginal monster movie. Yeah, that's fair. I like
0: it. Okay. All right.
1: Uh, I have monster motivation. Ooh. Right. Do what 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 are they doing? Why are they why are they monstering up the place? And are they justified in said monstering actions?
0: Okay. Like it.
1: Okay. And then finally I just have random destruction. Oh, yeah. I think if I'm gonna have a good monster movie, I just want like you can blow up as much stuff as you want.
0: That's the one. That's the category. Love it. I love that <laughs> right. category. Yep. Like, oh, did you just blow up like all of Europe? Good monster. Good love monster. It's yeah. a good monster. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally here for that one. That's my favorite like, by right. far. <laughs> there we have it. And
1: now, as always, we put the spreadsheet
0: away. Right. <laughs> and now she's done, um, which means we need to get into Shawshank. So, Jeremy, uh, do you have a defining monster movie? I do. Okay, and JT do you have any uh, I have two even though that's not the rule but there's two and I think it's probably pretty straightforward but let's see let's do some five word stuff anyway sure I think
1: I think I know what both are and I think I put one of yours in my pong list only because I feel I've talked about it recently okay uh, so that is my I, I we'll see all right my first I'll do my first one then you'll do your first, mine we'll just do the year to start one of them's from 1933 yes. And then the other one is 1975. Uh, no. Oh, all right, all right. So the 1933 with a Metacritic of 90. Yep. I have my five words were monster was chilling at home.
0: Uh, primitive pioneer of petrifying.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Little, do we have a
0: lot? Is this an alliteration episode? <laughs> Not all of them. That one I liked a lot though.
1: <laughs> is it? Can we make top five alliterate? <laughs> Is that even, I can't even think of a title right now that has more than like two words, Beauty and yeah, the Beast. I don't know. If it was brilliant Beauty and the Beast, then we'd have something. Then we'd have something.
0: No, so yeah, so we both agree that, that the original King Kong is sort of obviously a Shawshank here. So no need yeah, to do that. Yeah. But, Okay. So my next one is actually from May 7th, 1954.
1: 54, I'm going to guess this is like either a Bella Lugosi- uh, a vampire or a Christopher Lee mummy?
0: No. 78% and my five words are angry lizard hates buildings.
1: Oh, this is the original Godzilla. <laughs> the
0: original Godzilla.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's... I, I I couldn't put it in there because I never actually saw the original, original. i would never seen it.
0: Oh, no kidding. You should really I, see It's really good. No, I, I don't
1: know why I haven't seen it because I've seen a bunch of the derivatives... Actually, I probably did see it when I was like twenty in college. But it it wasn't yeah, I wasn't able to talk about it at all. But you're right. Yeah, it's it's there.
0: Yeah. So just before we get to the top five, I the I Shawshank both of these and also all of their derivative works, basically. Anything that involves those two monsters is out to me just because it's too easy. And by the way, holy Moses, there's a lot. <laughs> like
1: I I didn't have any of their either derivative works myself for other reasons, mostly that I don't think, look, I, I'm not a, I I used to work with a guy who was a big Godzilla guy and he would always, I I was like, well, bring me up to speed. And he would talk about this Godzilla and Godzilla, and, uh, what's the Shin, Shin Godzilla or something? Shin Godzilla. Yep. Yeah. And I wish, like, this was back when I was like living in San Francisco. I should have just, like, had a weekly Godzilla education fest with this guy <laughs> and then teach me about all of them. But, yeah, I, I don't have any of them either in my lists.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, it probably wouldn't have made my list anyway. But just to make it as hard as possible, I was like, let's also just remove all of the derivative works, too. Because a couple of them are actually pretty good and probably deserve some airtime. But, no, nay, nay. Not on this podcast. <laughs> like, I think...
1: For example, just since since we know it's on the list, I think Godzilla versus Kong the most recent one. Uh, I'm probably I assume that there were tons of references and throwbacks to the original Godzilla and some of those characters are probably like the same characters that I didn't appreciate as much, but had I been more of a like a Godzilla fanboy, I would have been like, "Oh my god, that's the coolest thing ever."
0: Yeah. that the If you're into that world of both Kong and Godzilla, like there is a lot and I'm not, but I, I know some of the stuff just because I've seen so many of them that there is a lot of like Marvel esque sort of like little Easter egg nods like Pixar does to old films. It's the same thing. Like it's yeah, they, they do all that stuff. Um, the, the most recent one was actually a lot. There was a lot of fun, though, by the way. Like the most recent one I actually thought was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, same. I, I just watched it last week. Um, I mean, the most be- the effects were amazing. Oh,
0: unbelievable, dude unbelievable
1: i think i wrote a note or i might have even tweeted it out something to the effect of after three minutes of watching that movie we've come to the you can really make anything happen on screen fully believably like yeah gorgeous
0: yeah none of that felt like cgi at all like it literally was just like watching real life um but in real life let's get started am i i'm first this week you are first buddy all right so I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want me to go with my most obvious one first or one that I think we're going to share?
1: Let's get the sharing out of the way because if we are, I might have to make an adjustment here or I might keep it. We'll see.
0: Okay. This is the only one I think we're going to share, to be clear. Uh, So June 11th. 2001. No. Okay. All right. (laughs) No. Uh, June 11th, uh, although we'll see. June 11th, 1993 with a 68. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, is this the top five for you? It is. Okay, so it's Jurassic Park. Uh, I've never actually talked about Jurassic Park before. Um, no, let's I, do it. I had it in Pong for Summer Block, or I had it as a Shawshank in Summer Blockbusters, but I've never actually talked about how much I like Jurassic Park.
1: Let's do it. And... Uh... What were your before we go too too into it, what were your five words?
0: Oh, big raw toilets scary.
1: (laughs) Big (laughs) raw toilets scary. I think the I think the toilets clue would have been the one for me if I didn't know all the rest. Mine was monsters come from dead blood suckers.
0: Mm, That's smart. That's good. That's really good. So yeah, here's here's why it's on my list. Imagine if you will, I'm eight years old. And I go into a movie with my small brain (laughs) and watch this in theaters. I I mean, whole life changed in that. Give us the whole thing, friends, parents, siblings. So it was me, my mom, and two of my buddies. Okay. And probably, I don't remember if this was PG 13 or not. Like I, like we were definitely on the, should have been maybe too young to be in the theater for this, but my mom was really good about not caring about stuff like that.
1: It might have been rated R, by the way. Yeah, it's possible. Because it was a, oh no, it's PG 13, but it it was, it was borderline. Like,
0: yeah. So it's me, I was the youngest, and then my two buddies are older than me. And so we went and saw it at the the Norma Jean Theater on Madison Avenue, Albany. And that's one of my favorite theaters ever. Um, And I remember right from the get, uh, being really mad that I was with two older kids because I had to really keep it together for how scary some of that movie was for me (laughs) (laughs) and couldn't, couldn't let on. Um, But it actually didn't scare me as much as I thought it was going to. Like, I think I I hyped it up and then it was like, Oh dinosaurs. But like, it was just really thrilling, man. Like it was super thrilling. And I remember like, I remember the sound specifically like the, the velociraptor. And then the first time the T-Rex like really roared, like, Like your hair on the back of my neck standing up, like being like, holy smokes, like really, really a thing. And then the bigger thing that I remember is that everybody all of a sudden loved dinosaurs because I was eight, man. So like I went back to school and everybody was like a paleontologist immediately. (laughs) Like nobody was into turtles anymore. Nobody liked sharks. Everybody was like dinosaurs. Um, So much so that it actually like generated a bunch of paleontology students, I think. Like a big increase in paleontology went up.
1: I'm sure. Look, the the you were eight, so I was what year was it? Ninety three. So I was twenty, and I remember one distinct sort of sadness as I was into dinosaurs as a kid, like back back when there were less. You know, now there's like a billion crayon dinosaur kid and this and that, whatever. I just like reading about them. You know, those what's that brand? The DHL books. Those uh, those big white books, uh, oh, like yeah. the Inside Out and all that. They were publishing back then too. DHK, I think it is. Um, there was no such thing, JT, before the year nineteen eighty three, as a T Rex. There was only the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Right. We said all the words, <laughs> all the syllables. There was no T Rex. Furthermore. Nobody knew what a velociraptor was. Right. That was not like, in the 80s, there were like dinosaur books and there would always be the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the Brontosaurus, the uh, Triceratops. You know, you had your your trope. And the pterodactyl, of course. And then this movie comes out and totally changes the landscape for everybody and how we talk about dinosaurs. Yeah. (laughs) When you watch the JT... Could you, at, in, at any level, do you, does this strike a chord for you at all? Could you, at any level, understand how different the special effects that you are witnessing
0: were? So, no, right? I mean, like, my my frame of reference for this movie was basically E.T., Right. Like I what, like, there wasn't mm, like, mm-hmm. like this came out first. And then I remember Jumanji came out in like 96 or seven or something like that. And that was the next movie that was kind of along the same lines of this, where I was just like, holy massive scale of things. Right. Um, I just remember being, it was just blown away. Like it, it didn't, it didn't connect with me how much better it was um, because it was really kind of my first introduction into it. And so it just like, I, this movie probably ruined a bunch of other movies for me. To be completely right. honest, right? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> which I I totally think is a thing. I mean, when when the level goes up such a notch, right? It's the uh, it's like the Overton window in, in politics and whatnot, the Overton yep. window in movies, which I think we should actually start talking more and more about because it's such an obvious thing, right? If you're eight, and Jurassic Park and Star Wars and E. T. and all these movies are are sort of the same, right? Some of them you got to see in theaters, some of them you didn't. Whereas for me, seeing that clear and obvious progression are two very, very different journeys, right? And so for you appreciating the, like making you watch a Krull or Critters would be literally torturous. Whereas for me, that was just sort of that evolutionary uh, improvement in special effects and then eventually CGI and things like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like there's definitely a lot of 80s movies that, I have a hard time watching any sci-fi stuff with, which is, this is a fun category. We'll get into this a little bit later. Um, with very few exceptions are hard to watch because Jurassic Park is one of my first movie memories. Like right. at, in the theaters, like it's one of my first. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. I was trying to say,
1: right. And I think I half
0: yawned. And <laughs> so it was really fun. We're leaving that burp in.
1: in there. I don't know.
0: So, so are you keeping, I, I feel like Jurassic Park is like, you can't have a monster movie and not have a mon- like have this included.
1: I, I agree. I'll keep it in my list because you got to do most of the talking, which I which I which I wanted to have happen. Had you, I, I had this as a maybe for you. I have three that I think we might overlap. By the way, uh, so my only notes on this is what I what I've already talked in, in the previous episode how much I love this movie and how special an experience it was. What I also though now thinking about it from the monster movie category. I think this is really a exceptionally well done when you consider monster movie tropes. It's sort of the same as a King Kong in a way. Like the humans, cre- the difference is you don't have Skull Island where, where apes came from the middle of the world or wherever it was happening. Instead, humans made them. Mm-hmm. But after that, and it's even said by, uh, by, by Jeff Goldblum's character, you know, they're just creatures that are living, doing their thing. Right, they're not like deliberately coming after humans because humans are bad, rarr. Right. They're like, I need to eat. You're in my way. You've trapped me in this place. I want to get out. Like, yeah. you put, you know, you put a wild animal in a cage, it wants to get out. Yeah. So what I really respect about the movie, and I, and I did rewatch it maybe about a year ago, like Godzilla, like King Kong. At no point do you hate the dinosaurs. You're not like those are evil. Maybe the Raptors are a little like. The bad guy dinos, you know, they got right. their right. They eventually get their Jean jackets and ride on ride on motorcycles or something. <laughs> oh no, that's just Chris Pratt. That's just, Chris but it's like nobody has to take it personally. They're like my pet snake in college. It just ate mice because that's what they ate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's, it's it's very well said, and that's I think where where the the where the franchise has screwed up is they've gotten away from that right, and they've made like these like you know big like you know bigger than a T-Rex that now is looking for one person like that would right. that's not a thing right like literally that's not how that would work well
1: the the mistake they sh- they made in my opinion is they should have followed the alien and terminator formula the first movie is fundamentally a horror thriller yep. then the second movie is just wild action romp yep right where you just take the stakes up a notch which they sort of tried to do in um in the second one like you know it comes to San Diego and all that yeah. But it was just too forced. It was like your. It was definitely in my "phoned-in" sequels list. Yeah. And and I agree with you. They haven't recovered since. They they just sort of keep trying. It's like the Alien franchise. Actually, they just sort of here. Yeah. Let's make another one. And Terminator yeah. 2, right? Both of them. They made two great ones, and we're just waiting for more.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: So I will point out one thing, and this is I'm springing this on you a little bit, JT. But I've done extra homework in in this week as a transitionary element. But this, just just so everybody knows, Jurassic Park's Metacritic score was a 68. But on IMDb, it's averaging an 8.1. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's averaging a 91. Yeah. Since we've recently discovered that Metacritic ain't necessarily so uh, on the nose. No, it's not. So there you go. Bunch of different scores. Bunch of math to do.
0: Oh, I I, I was told there would be no math. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay so that means it's my turn again and so let's get this one out of the way because I think we might this might be the same deal November 2nd 2001
1: with a Metacritic of 79 IMDB 8.1 Ron Tomatoes 96
0: yeah monsters uh, let- have jobs with doors <laughs> I said scream to keep lights on hmm hmm well 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 two for two buddy Monsters yeah, so- Inc so why don't you go first? If is this if this is in your top five, why don't you take this one? All righty then. Uh, this was
1: like, <laughs> we're doing Monsters Movie, and I wrote down, well, Monsters Inc. is going to be in here just for funsies, because it's definitely not following the tropes, we'll say that much. For sure. I like this one. First of all, it like, it, be, it basically only gets in because we're having fun with the, the, the concept here. But one of the things that's so great about Monsters Inc. is it's it really especially when it came out, it really is a unique take on this concept, like such an original idea. The, the whole notion that there's these doors and this whole universe of how nightmares and dreams and uh, and the currency and the, like, all, there's mayors, like all of that concept is so brilliant Yeah, that you have to have it in here. And then the fact that every time there are monster moments, like with uh, with the girl and everything, they actually do the monster show perfectly. Yep. So I love it. That was my whole take. That's all I wanted to say. What about you?
0: I mean, well, it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't put some sort of animated film in here. So I had I had to include it. it was this and there was one other one. So I, I chose this one. Um, and I, the only thing that I'll add is, I think this is like, I would love to know how many kids saw this movie and then don't have monsters under their bed anymore. I mean, they really did something really clever here for children. Yeah. Right. Like it's a really again to your point, like it's just a really thoughtful take. And like they created this other universe and like they they made what they were doing purposeful for their species. Like there's all this weird subtext that like you don't get as a nine-year-old. But like if you had like like fearing monsters, it's part it's back to like Sesame Street, right? Like the reason that Elmo is an Elmo monster is because they wanted to make monsters not scary, because kids just inherently are afraid of their imaginations. Like this is just such a really sweet way to do that. Um, And it's a really fun movie. And again, 79, this is 100% the Toy Story effect. Like this movie is so much better than that. This should be in the mid to high 80s for sure. But it's just one of those things. One thing, speaking of Toy Story, though, that I didn't know. So Billy Crystal's in this movie. And by the way, anything Billy Crystal does, I'm probably in for. I love him so much. Um, Do you know why he's in this movie? I don't. So he's in this movie because he turned down Buzz Lightyear. Uh Oh. Turned it down. (laughs) Turned it down and felt really bad. And then uh, John Lasseter called him and said, we have something for you. And so there is Mike Wazowski.
1: I'm trying to think right now of whether or not, that would be just such an interesting, like would you have preferred, what if you swapped him? Like would, I don't think, I don't think it works. I think this is the right fit for both of them.
0: I agree. I agree. I actually think that, like, in reading this, I was like, ooh, I can't, ooh, no, I don't like, I don't like that. It doesn't work. Buzz becomes a completely different kind of person. Right. Like yeah, it's-
1: but Billy Crystal, I love him, too. City result I mean, I've oh, been, so been following him since the 80s. He, he, he doesn't command the sort of gravitas that, that Buzz sort of needs, like, Buzz is a buffoon, but he's also not a, he's also an actual leader. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. The thing that I don't, I think that's perfect. The thing that Crystal couldn't get is the confidence, right? Like, like the, the, the idiot confidence that Buzz has is perfect. Right. (laughs) By Tim Allen. Like, it's perfect.
1: Right. Like, Tim Allen is, is, can be the self aware, I'm, I'm buffooning. Right. Billy Crystal, I think he could pull it off in a, in a live action, but his voice doesn't have like that's the sound of his voice won't command it.
0: I agree. Um and the other the other fun thing I learned, uh speaking of sounds of voices, is they tried to actually uh the filmmakers went to Toho Studios to get Godzilla's voice in this because oh, really? they wanted to use the roar and they turned it down. Um and so <laughs> what happens, the scene in the movie. Uh, there's a chicken cluck instead. And then in one of the bloopers, they show the T-Rex from Toy Story trying out for that scene <laughs> and failing. So they literally like poked fun at Toho two different times for refusing to let them use the sound, which I thought was really, really funny.
1: That's funny. I um, I, I did not connect that. I, I I knew that there was some playoff. I, the Godzilla's gotten played in a few places like Armageddon. There's also that uh, yep. the playoff, the, the Godzilla there. Uh, it's funny. I was about to say uh, good timing because today is Billy's Crystal's birthday, but it's not. Uh, I don't know why I had. I've been reading about him recently and had to like, oh, his birthday's Friday, but it's totally not. I just went to double check that.
0: Oh, all right. Happy not birthday, Billy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, okay. So now I think we are going to be officially out of the, I would be I would be amazed if you and I have anything. I,
1: ha- I have one more contender, and I have one in Pong, so we'll see where it all goes. Pong, I think we're going to have a lot of crossover,
0: for sure, um, just because there's only so many, like, movies like this. Um, <laughs> but, okay, I'll go to, I'm going to go to my, you know what, I'm going to go to the one that I think you'll be most surprised is on my list. Uh, let's go August 15th, 1986. With a 79 on Metacritic.
1: Well, either you have recently watched something that I don't think you had ever seen. Well, let's go on, because I got a, I got a 1986 in my Pong, so.
0: Okay, um, this is an impossible cast, because it's literally one of the shortest casts I've ever seen in my whole so, life.
1: So skip the cast, just do the five words, just to see if we're talking the same thing.
0: Okay. Um, Oopsie Daisy in Travel.
1: Wing. Monster, monster Fused from Bugman?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't know. I thought I brought up the fly to you before you hadn't seen it. No, I've seen the
0: fly. Oh, great pick, buddy. So, there's here's why it's on the list, right? I mean, like, you know, first of all, Cronenberg, like, it's just he's my guy. I love Cronenberg. He's a he's scary and he's weird and I love it. Um, why this is on the list is three people. That's why the first one is Chris Wallace. So, Chris Wallace won the Academy Award for makeup for this. Uh-huh. And when I mentioned earlier, Earlier about like can't go backwards because of how good uh, Jurassic Park was. That's not true for this. Like, right, with the exception of like all the eighties beep boop pop boop beep computer stuff, which doesn't <laughs> make sense. But like, if you just look at the makeup for Jeff Goldblum, it is terrifying, terrifying, and not terrifying like Swamp Thing weird. Oh, they put that guy in a rug. Like ah. Jeff Goldblum's a fly. Like it was really, really pretty good.
1: How old were you when you first uh, experienced the fly?
0: I assume not eight. <laughs> no, I was not eight. I was like, well into my, this is like, um, uh, buddy who actually, I think my cousin made me watch this the first time, like who is older. And he was like, this movie is really cool, man. And we watch it and it was like, yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. It was cool. Um, so Jeff Goldblum is number two, right? The three, the three reasons this is on the list. One is Chris Wallace. Two is Jeff Goldblum. Um, he was incredibly sincere in this role, and that's wild. <laughs> like, this is just such a wild movie to take seriously. You know what I mean? Like, everything about this doesn't read as though, you know, good old Jeffy Gold would hop in there and, like, take this really seriously. But he took it really seriously, and if he played it in any other role, like, any other fashion, this movie falls apart immediately. Like immediately, which leads to the third reason this is on the list, David Cronenberg, who wouldn't let him play it any other way, I'm sure, Um, because, you know, he's he's the king of veneral horror. He's the baron of blood. Like (laughs) it's on full display. Like this movie, if you read this, if you read the script, if you read the description, if someone pitched it to you, it is camp, 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 camp. Everything about this is like, oh, yeah, time machine, fly. <laughs> and then you watch the movie and you're like, whoa, like that's not how, like if they did a pitch me this movie like the, the Screen Rant guys did, like, or whatever, I forget who does that, but whoever does pitch the, meeting, yeah. the p- pitch meeting, like the pitch meeting would make no sense. Like it, it wouldn't, it would be like a 1980s, like sci-fi comedy. Like it almost reads like it should be a comedy and then you watch this like really really dark film <laughs> like it's really this is a wild movie to exist that they took super seriously so there you go
1: well said buddy two things first let's tweet at that ryan george guy see if we can get him to do uh a, 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 the fly pitch meeting because you're right it would be the, the <laughs> like so you want to do what <laughs> like, yeah you know we, we put a fly in this thing and then then it becomes utterly disgusting like, <laughs> right, who yeah. wants to see that oh no all the people are going to want to see that I agree with what you were saying about the visuals. This to me is one of those examples actually where why, why string filmmakers still prefer practical effects as perfectly as you could have done this in CGI. I don't think you would have done it. I'll bet you, if you were taking the script today and giving it to 10 different visual effects studios, you get 10 like out there stuff from like seriously disgusting, gory craziness to like, crazy, beautiful, artistic things. And none of them would capture the same essence. And you would lose a little bit of, the, like, the soul of what makes this kind of a movie work. I was uh, 13, 14 when I saw it. It was terrifying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. those last 10 minutes, and doesn't end all that nicely at no. all.
0: You no, well, that's that's Cronenberg. That's Cronenberg. Dude, like the one, the, the scene that will forever stick out to me—the fingernails thing, dude. I, is, uh, is, is whoa. It, is, <laughs> yes. whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> why'd you have to even bring it up, JT? I'm now <laughs> skeezed out for the rest of the episode. It's so awful. <laughs> well, Whenever someone says they're going to run a marathon, I picture that. <laughs> oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's so well done. It's such a good film, and you're right. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum absolutely nails it. It's so hard to see Jeff Goldblum from this to funny enough Jurassic Park, all the way up to uh, Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah, like that progression is just amazing.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see him as like the dad in the league with Nick Kroll. Like it's just like there's so many. Yeah. He's just such a. He is a he is a treasure. He is a national treasure. Um, <laughs> the other thing, just uh, that I again. So today I learned um, be afraid be very afraid originated from this film that was their tagline and it's just like that's just like a that's just like regular life like that's just a thing that people say and that's yeah. from it's from the fly it's a good quote there you go all right well that was definitely my pong and again this
1: is one of those weeks where of my five top top five and my top po- five pong I could have redone this order over and over again I basically Same. tried to do it. The only reason actually Jurassic Park made it is I just felt it ha- I had to keep it in my top, top five because I have talked about it before. And funny enough, The Fly was the one that I was the most uh, upset to pull out of the uh, the main talkie-talkie time.
0: Well, there you go. I'm glad to bring it in for you.
1: All right. So now we're
0: still three. Technically,
1: we're sort of three for three. Sort of, yeah. All right. I'll do the one that I don't think you have. Uh, the other two, I think you might. 2006? Okay, Metacritic of ninety eight. Whoa, yeah. IMDb user average eight point two. Rotten Tomatoes ninety five, and Rotten Tomato users ninety one. So what I'm saying is, people like this movie.
0: Yeah, a lot. Holy moly.
1: The cast members I will give you: Doug Jones is possibly the most recognizable name. Uh, he works with a certain director a lot, and Ivana baquero It's not a very well known cast.
0: Yeah, apparently not, because I don't know who either of those people are.
1: So in this case, I will give you monsters with hand eye coordination.
0: Pan's, lap, pan, uh, Pan's Labyrinth? Correct. That is a, so I've never seen this. And <sighs> I know, I know. Um, and that's the only reason I got it was because of your five words. That is a brilliant five words because I do know I can, like if people could see me doing the thing right now, I know the eyes on the hands is, is a thing. Um, yeah, I, I I really, this is just one that I haven't seen. Go on.
1: I think you'd really enjoy it. It's very well done. Obviously, it's not getting this kind of accolades if it's not well done. It takes a whole different twist on everything. The subtext, and I'm now going to reduce a lot of what I talk about, but the subtext and sort of the, the thing about this movie, and I actually wish I had known it going in as opposed to figuring it out sort of as I went and after, is this story is sort of a who's worse, monsters or men kind of mm. story is what's okay. really going on under the hood here. And I think if I had been having that lens on from the beginning, as opposed to sort of like the, the final act of it, I would have appreciated the movie even more. Um, in, in, instead, actually it left me not liking a certain part of the movie, but otherwise respecting the heck out of it. Look, Del, Del Toro just does amazing work. Yeah. Amazing. Did you see a uh, shape of water? No. Well, this one's more fun. Shape of water is a bit heavy I almost put it in as a monster movie, but it's not. It's it's just not. It, 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 the monster is too benign, I guess. Is,
0: <laughs> right. You know,
1: this movie is phenomenal. The special effects are great. The story holds up. The childlike perspective on so many things is so. They it, it, it's like a a fantasy from both a child's and an adult's perspective at the same time. And I don't really want to say any more than that, since you haven't seen it and you just should, because it's it's great.
0: Yeah, both this and Shape of Water are like, I physically have the movies. like and, and not like I can stream them. Like I have gone out of my way to have them so that I can watch them because I know I need to. And it's just one of those things where it's just a mood thing. Like you, I feel like you got to be in a certain mood and it's just it's never come up. But this one I will put towards the top of the list.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's well said. You do have to be in the right mood for them. By the way, all I do, all I'm picturing right now is you just holding these like giant reels <laughs> of film. Like I have secured the movie. I'm like, oh, he's he's got the original in the in the big reel somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Look, I mean, I it, it, didn't it win. It won Best Picture, right?
0: I think like, so. Yeah, it's
1: it's. I, we watched it as sort of a date night uh, most of the time my wife was like what is going on in this crazy movie right. but then also sort of was able to get it once you get past what kind of a movie it is it's sort of like having a return of the king when when best picture it's you're just accepting that this totally other genre can be done as a seriously film yeah better than my grammar was saying out loud there <laughs>
0: What's um, next for you, buddy? That's fun. I Yeah, I, I love Del Toro, though. He's done a bunch of other stuff that almost made uh, this, this list. Uh, he's got two, potentially, in Pong. Uh, okay, so my next one is, I think, my most serious entry. And I could probably talk about this movie a bunch, but I won't. November 21st, 2007. It's got a 58 on Metacritic, which is criminal. And had I known that, this might have been in last week's.
1: 2007. I do not know where you're going yet.
0: So let's do uh, Toby Jones and Jeffrey DeMunn. Toby Jones,
1: he, I know who that actor is, but I'm not, I'm not picturing what, is, am I right that he's like a
0: short guy with glasses? They're both, yeah, both him and Jeffrey DeMunn are that guys, 100% that guys.
1: Toby Jones was in uh, like Age of Ultron or one of those, right? Like, I think he's in, so. I think so, yeah, yeah. Okay, go on.
0: Um, the five words I'll uh, give you worst supermarket sweep ever. Worst. Uh, it's not coming to me. Okay. This is the mist. Ah, okay. Never saw it. I read the book. Okay. So if you've read the book, I won't get too far into it. Um, because I don't know if there's differences or not. Uh, So this is uh, Frank Darabont, and he's done two other of of King's works, right? He did Shawshank, and he did The Green Mile. Yep. Uh, Pretty good. (laughs) Both of those are pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. Um, Darabont has described that the happiest moment of his career is that he made Stephen King jump when Stephen King watched this, which was pretty good. Uh, I actually think this is a masterclass in how to make monster movies because this movie is absolutely terrifying it's jump scare after jump scare um, and you don't see anything they like it's it's what they don't show you that makes this movie absolutely terrifying and I think that's really really impressive. Um, like it's just really impressive like this whole sort of film the way they did stuff like, Dude, there's a, there's, a, there's this effect that I saw in the movie that I actually went looking for trivia about to see how they do it because I think about this effect all the time. So but there, there's a loading dock scene and there's a mist that, that they open a roll-up door and the mist perfectly stays at the door. It doesn't come in. It doesn't move. It just sits. And it was literally just an experiment of room pressure and – or air pressure and temperature, right? Yeah. And like, they, but they did it for a bunch of stuff and you can just see this roll Like there's just such, there's a lot of like really little beautiful stuff like that. But the coolest thing about the mist it like is they don't show you a lot of stuff and it still is absolutely like you're itching to get out of it.
1: It's so, so, so good. So is that effect, was it a re like, was there a practical effect or, or CGI mist? Practical. Nice
0: they nice. actually they actually created it and then had the room temperature and air or the room temperature and air pressure just perfect in the room so that it couldn't break the barrier right so they awesome. had to like it's so cool man it's so cool i don't i also don't want to say anything spoiler wise especially if you haven't seen it or if i mean if you read the book but like this is one of the what I, if there was like a top 5 movies that messed you up like that like, you still think about like every once in a while, I'll just be like sitting by myself and the end of this movie will creep into my head. And I'm just like, Oh God, like it's just like, it's a really brutal ending. <laughs> I, I know
1: it's supposed to be brutal, like beyond the movie. Like part of why I didn't see it is the descri- descriptions of the movie were beyond gory. And I just don't love that. Um, I, I think we can do some spoilers. Cause I want to compare. I, I haven't, I, I read about it somewhere. Basically like, It's one of the the, the shtick is like they should never have left the super like if they hadn't left the supermarket everything would have been fine or something like that.
0: Yes. And and then does the is there a happy like no no it's one of the worst it's one of the least happy endings ever I'll tell you the ending if you if yeah yeah.
1: so skip ahead uh, like sixty seconds if you want
0: (laughs) yeah so Tom Thomas Jane and uh, Marcia Gay Harden and I think I forget her name like there a couple of them finally get out. And they are on their way out of town and they realize, oh my God, like this thing, there's no way out of this. We're all going to get, we're all going to die. And so they decide instead to just kill each other. Like they make like a, basically a pact. And then, so he has to shoot a little kid and he has to shoot like his wife, like he kills his family. And then seconds, like he's about to kill himself. I think he maybe runs out of a bullet. I forget the exact reason he doesn't kill himself. And then two seconds later, the army rolls in and it was fixed and they killed everything. Yeah, and, and so this guy just went through what would be literally the, the worst trauma imaginable ever right. for no reason. For no reason. So that's – yeah, that's pretty awful. I
1: think – yeah, I've, I've <laughs> about it back when, back when I read enough that it was like I'm not going to want to watch it, but I, I do want to know how they played it out. So do you want to know how the book ends? I do, yeah. Do you, so in the book, you don't have any of that. They're stuck in the supermarket. There's vague, it's again, you don't really know what the monsters are. There's like a vague tentacle thing at some point. Like it's very misty.
0: That's the same deal in the movie.
1: They, if I'm not mistaken, they, they make their way, they get into a Jeep or something and drive off, but you never know. Like it's never revealed is the mist, the beginning of like some kind of alien invasion on earth. Like there's no, no one saves the day. The entire earth seems to be under attack and the mist is spreading. And not so, it. whether it's monsters or aliens, or uh, there, I think there is also they think it might have been an army experiment gone wrong. Yeah. And so it's got its own equally like horrifying ending, right? Um, and that was Stephen King's shtick back in those like late seventies, early eighties short stories was terrible things would start and you would not get the ending to the story, right? Just like a segment of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the the way they portrayed it is worse. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty awful too. That sounds yeah,
0: yeah. I would have happily I would have happily taken uh like sitting on the edge of my seat and not knowing as opposed to having to watch Thomas Jane realize who, who by the way, I mean played it really really brilliantly, which is a yeah. It's hard. Oh god, it's horrible. That's <laughs> a good movie though. <laughs> righty. Uh,
1: so there's our first couple of non non-overlap. This is one I thought you might have somewhere in your list. I still think you might have in Pong. 1984. I'm okay. just, I was just going to do that just to see. All right. <laughs> Metacritic 70, IMDb 7.3, Rotten Tomatoes 85, and Rotten Tomato Users 78. Okay. Corey Feldman and Zach Gilligan.
0: Yeah, I think I know what this is.
1: All right. Water made water made them into monsters.
0: Yeah, my five words is this is in my pod. My five words were H two. Oh no! Nice.
1: <laughs> Before I switch to the shtick of all of my five words were what what the monsters were. This uh, my original five was when does after midnight end? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good.
1: So the mo- movie of course is Gremlins. Yep. Which I'm excited to see they're rebooting. I think as a as a series. I so, think so yeah, so. so I'm looking forward to that. This was, you know, again, amazing practical effects, mm-hmm. right? Like other than the Furby, that's clearly barely more active than a Furby. It was not the best puppet, Magwai. but the, the Mogwai, I, th- I found the Mogwai special effects were kind of eh, but the Gremlin special effects, again, the the Mohawk, I mean, so good. So 80s, right? Oh, yeah. You would never have a mohawk sported gremlin. What would be a gremlin? Like nowadays your gremlins would have like they'd have one where it's like covered in tattoos. Yep. You'd have you'd have all these other sticks, but you definitely would not have the
0: mohawk. Nope. That is that is a this movie is firmly implanted in a in time.
1: <laughs> yeah. But again, so well done. You've got this slowly spreading, slowly getting worse, slowly getting more horrifying. They go from like this cute little pets to sort of like mischievous little scamps to, Oh my God, they're killing people. Right. And it's great. And I haven't seen in a long time. I'm not sure if I want to, I don't know that it will hold up or not. Have you seen it
0: recently? I don't know the last, my sister and I love this movie. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw it. I think it probably, I think it might hold up. I think as long as you remember, you know, just, keeping in mind that it's an 80s movie.
1: Right. Like my hunch is, if I had to predict, you probably have like 45 minutes before you have gremlins doing anything wrong would be, would be the problem. Like the way the current, the new version of this movie is you'd only have the Mogwai for about like six minutes of the movie, right? You're opening credit scene. You got the dad walking around Chinatown, stumbling through things, looking for the gift, stumbling the thing. And by the time the credits are done, You haven't spoken a word. You've just had like a money changing hands and he's picked up this thing and off he goes. And like the card has the three rules on it. Right. Which he probably like glances at. And in this era he drops and it falls into the sewer grate. And there you go. And so he's home and he's probably forgotten a rule and off the story goes action, action, action. But I'm guessing 1984, you got no less than 35 minutes and as much as 50 before you've got some really craziness. Which is the opposite of my memory, right? My memory is this is all gremlins being scary and creepy because I'm 11 and it's like, this is like right after ET, right? Or with it, I got to assume it's within a year of ET coming out, maybe two?
0: It's two. Yeah. I think ET was 82. So,
1: okay. So this is like, this is like Spielberg's like, well, I just did this sort of cute bug out monster thing. Now I'm going to make a really awful version of that.
0: Yeah, and it's it's great. The movie theater scene is one of my favorite scenes potentially of any movie ever.
1: So good. So good.
0: Yeah. It's so good. good. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. so good. <laughs> All right, what's your next one,
0: buddy? Okay, this is my final entry, and when I tell you that it brings me such great joy, and I'm 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 happy we did this list just so I can do this. April 7th, 1993 with a 55 on Metacritic. 1993.
1: Uh-huh. So same year as, as good old Jurassic Park. True story. What's a mo- monster movie from the early 90s? Okay.
0: I mean, the cast is rough, but let's say uh, Art LaFleur and Dennis Leary.
1: So Dennis Leary, I can work with. This is early Dennis Leary. This is probably cameo or not, or, or minor supporting role. Mm-hmm. Maybe the comedic sidekick to the main hero or something like that. All right. Give me your five words, please.
0: Oh, that's a big doggy.
1: This isn't Cujo. Nope. Oh, I, oh, uh, the man bites dog or something like that?
0: Nope.
1: Am I not even in the right territory?
0: Oh, well, I mean, it's the is... is this the
1: sandlot? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, you are brilliant. <laughs> this is that
0: cre- the the scary doggy. The Beast. The Beast. beast. We're watching Sandlot this weekend, buddy. Hear me out. This is 100% a monster movie. Okay? Okay. So, first of all, (laughs) I love this movie so much, right? This is a perfect wheelhouse movie. 1993. I'm eight years old. The Sandlot is my movie. This is a seminal movie for me. Uh, The Beast, whose real name turns out to be Hercules, uh, they hit a baseball signed by Babe Ruth behind a fence. Behind that fence... There are stories of kids dying. There is growling. There is huge, huge, like epic fights. There's like, you know, he's got the frothy mouth and stuff. He's a monster. And in right. these kids' minds, he is an absolute monster. Now to get back to your <laughs> to get back to your spreadsheet, right? <clears throat> this is a great movie. The cast is perfect. It's actually really well played by all the kids. Yep. yep. Uh this movie couldn't be more rewatchable if it had to. I mean, it could not be more rewatchable. This movie can be on at any point in around anybody, and if you don't like this movie, you're a bad human. Uh, <laughs> as far as like the the way they build the monster up, now again, you know it's a dog, but they make the dog pretty scary. When it comes to reckless abandon and breaking stuff, they the this dog crushes all the things they put over that fence. And then when he finally breaks out and they not, and they accidentally knock the wall down, he ruins the whole town chasing Benny around. So totally right. tracks there. This is a monster movie. The beast is a monster and I love the Sandlot and I'm so damn proud of myself right now.
1: <laughs> That's a super fun pick. I fully accepted in genre. I think it's great. <laughs> and especially, you know, especially having seen it as a kid, probably did change the way you look at this movie for me. I'm a, I'm a, College. I mean, college. I don't. I don't think I saw this in theaters, right? I can't like, imagine you would. I don't imagine this is. This is getting me at like twenty one. Like, hey, what is everybody doing? You want to see this movie about kids playing baseball? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You go ahead, buddy. We'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna watch the dinosaur movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Listen. I mean, this is just. It was. It's actually funny because you. You mentioned the Sandlot last week, and I was like. I was, I was upset because we knew we were going to do monster movies. And I'm like, Oh my God, I hope he doesn't put this together by accident because like legitimately when we did monster movies, the Sandlot was the first thing I thought of. I was like, can I make the Sandlot a monster movie? Because like in the pantheon of movies I've seen the most, like I'm not embarrassed to say the Sandlot, like Sandlot and Willow are probably towards the top just because of the volume of times I watched it as a kid. So Sandlot, my, my number one monster movie entry. Well done. By the way, I
1: wasn't too far off this movie, uh, Man Bites Dog. Have you heard of it? No. So uh, this is this is right around when I was working in a video store. So I had a lot, like, like, especially like early to mid 90s, my knowledge of every movie that came out is pretty high. Like, that's why you're like, why have you seen The Ref or Fresh or all these, like, yeah. like I saw everything, everything. <laughs> so Man Bites Dog was one of those ones I didn't actually see. It was uh, early 92 and it was this like horror dog Cujo kind of story. Okay. So, uh, and we actually are watching Sandlot this weekend. We're having my son's baseball team over for a little backyard barbecue and uh, going to project the uh, thingy there.
0: It's it, it's almost a perfect movie. I agree.
1: <laughs> 1999. Okay. With a Metacritic of 48. Whoa. Rotten Tomatoes of 61. And IMDb, it's seven.
0: Okay. That's weird. So
1: critically poorly received, but audiences really enjoy. Okay. Uh, I think the cast is either a dead giveaway or not helpful at all. So it's Oded Fair and Arnold Vosloo. Uh, No help at all. Arnold Vosloo is like the Jay Courtney or Josh Hutcherson kind of actor where he all of a sudden was appeared on the scene. And everybody's like, that guy's going to be in everything. And then he totally wasn't. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the five words here were ancient curse revived a monster.
0: Ancient curse revived. I mean, the mummy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Brendan is uh, Fraser- Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Okay. You I know. have seen this movie exactly once. Okay. Go on. Oh,
1: so I, I always find it funny because like Brendan Fraser is some kind of internet meme and he's always in like a, at the bottom of 100% of articles I read is a why Hollywood doesn't cast Brendan Fraser anymore link yep. that I refuse to give anybody a shred of a penny for me to click on. I will right. not I don't want to know why Hollywood doesn't cast Brendan Fraser. In fact, I I really think Brendan I don't know why his career is not I don't know why he's not a Tom Cruise but he could easily have followed the Tom Hanks kind of journey in For my sure. opinion. Yeah. So this is a super fun movie. I don't think they make nearly enough of them. I don't think, I think a movie like the mummy begets us a franchise like fast and furious. Like it's nonstop action. Yeah. You know, this one, by the way, is all the tropes. This is like, this is your classic trophy. They literally copy out of, out of, out of that kind of playbook, but they do it really well. It's campy, but it knows it's campy and it, and it has fun with it. Yep, I did not see the recent Tom Cruise uh, Mummy reboot because again it just got panned. It's one of those like it's in there when I'm in that right kind of mood to watch a bad monster movie that that might have some fun moments and I'll probably enjoy if I'm in that right mood but haven't been there yet. Uh, I've watched this again somewhat recently, maybe five-ish years ago. It it definitely suffers a little. It's got some of that late 90s pacing stuff going on uh, in that it's it's between like this nonstop action and then throw in sequences that sort of don't really make sense or add to the plot, but it also doesn't quite matter because it's just this. It's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, like as if it was a Doctor Who episode. It's right. everything is so camp, <laughs> and I think we don't accept campiness in movies as much as we should anymore. And so, the mummy will be the one I would point to as saying we should have a lot more movies like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. I totally agree. This is a I think you nailed it. This is a like my memory of this is it being self-aware. Like yeah. my memory of watching this movie is like I was like, this movie knew exactly what it was and it leaned into it fullheartedly. And I remember liking it. I also agree. I love Bren- Brendan. Fraser's in some of my like favorite bad movies of all time. He's an Encino man, which I absolutely adore. Um Redmobile. One- Redmobile. <laughs> yeah. What's the uh what's the what's the one where he like makes a deal with the devil and there's a bedazzled bedazzled is such a good bad movie <laughs> yep.
1: even you know what we watched with the kids you you could probably show the lead in at this current age maybe a year max before you have to uh george of the jungle
0: oh yeah totally forgot about that yeah man he had like a really good little run there and and i also i hate the i hate the picture they use of him at the bottom of <laughs> that you're talking about because I also get the why Brendan Fraser whatever what happened to Brendan Fraser Uh, this is a great pick this is a super fun movie it's definitely a monster movie Um, and I I agree wholeheartedly I wish that um, it kind of goes back to your extremes thing right like you like it's everybody like you just feel like if you're going to go into the genre everybody always like well we got to make Saw and it's like no you don't you don't have to make Saw right you could make the Goonies which is basically what this is with
1: mummies (laughs) Yeah. It's Goonies. It, look, it's national, it's national treasure. Yep. Right. Yep. It's just, a, it's just the, I think the Indiana Jones reference is probably right. And and even that's, I, it would be interesting to go back to like, when did this non, virtually nonstop action, like the actual plot is sort of the MacGuffin itself. Like the mummy is the MacGuffin, the idol, the arc is the MacGuffin. Like it doesn't matter what the sequences are. It's just, we've strung together this crazy ser- series of action shots where we found really cool sets and good locations. Yep, uh, it's it's actually the kind of movies I wish, I wish we had Zack Snyder camping like this a bit more because he yeah. does those visuals time like times a
0: thousand so well. Yes, yeah, so well. That would be really fun. Hey, somebody tweet Zack Snyder and tell him to make this movie and tell him to make it without Tom Cruise because I couldn't be less interested in seeing Tom Cruise take this seriously.
1: Nice. I'll t- I'll, I'll I'll do right that. I'll pass the message along. All right, let's uh, let's get pong
0: pinging. Uh, okay, so <laughs> let's get to the ping pong. Um, all right, I'll go first. It's April second, two thousand four, with a seventy-two. Red with anger fights good. Red
1: with anger. What's the year? Uh, two thousand four. Red with anger fights good. Is it? Is this Hellboy?
0: It is. Speaking of Del Toro, yeah. Yeah, uh, I almost snuck this in. I really, really, really like this. The first one of this is really, really well done. Agreed. It's
1: It just missed my... I would probably sneak it in since uh, Fly got taken, but you just got it there. So, agreed. Hellboy's great. 1986, Metacritic 81, IMDb 7, Rotten Tomatoes 90. Monster in a Corner
0: Store. Yeah, Scary Botany Lesson, Little Shop. There's a go. Yep. <laughs> uh... So that one, and then this one are the two that if I had to pick your top five, I would have had. Uh, this one, I can't. I literally left this out of my top five because I was like, ah, oh, Jeremy, you will get this. Uh, December 15th, 1974, with an 80%. New Behemoth comes of age. Is this
1: the King Kong remake?
0: I remember, I kept all those out. Nope. Right, no, and that's 76 anyway.
1: Um, 74, New Behemoth. Ooh, what's a mid-70s? Because I got a 75, but not a 74. New Behemoth. Okay, what is it?
0: This is Young Frankenstein. Oh, oh that's good. I
1: just rewatched this like three weeks ago. Ah, nice pick, buddy.
0: Yeah, Young Frankenstein is... I, I literally thought you would have it because it's like... It's the perfect kind of not Monster Monster movie.
1: Yeah. Ah, I didn't even think about it. I'll just go straight along. 1975... All the numbers: Metacritic, eighty-seven, Rotten Tomatoes ninety-eight. I think it's like a it's it's definitely a AFI top one hundred. Monster deals with small boat. Oh, Jaws. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, for, you know, Jaws like immediately came to mind, and I was like, meh, whatever. <laughs> it's like, I I just couldn't
1: I couldn't not put it in. It's just it has to be there for me.
0: That's fair. Uh, okay, my next one is November twenty second, nineteen ninety one, with a ninety five. And my top, my five words are: emo recluse learns to dance.
1: <laughs> Could also describe Young Frankenstein. Um, Ninety-one learns yeah. to dance. Go on.
0: Uh, so this is—you actually mentioned this earlier. Beauty and the Beast.
1: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I, it's funny because I started thinking animated, and I was like, "Land Before Time" or something.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. This is this one. It was either this or. Um, Monsters, Inc. that I wanted to include. This is technically a better movie. For sure. Um, But Monsters, Inc. was funnier, so I picked Monsters, Inc.
1: Yeah, we'll have to talk one time about how important Beauty and the Beast was to all of the field of animation.
0: uh, Yeah, huge. Yeah, Yeah. totally. We should do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. uh, This is one of my favorite little picks. Actually, I'll save it for last. 1987, Metacritic, 45, Uh, We've talked about recently and just to again, prove the point uh, IMDb 7.8 run tomatoes, 81 camo monster from outer space.
0: Camo monster from outer space. Camo monster predator. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great pick. Thanks. Yeah. Predator is great. Yeah. I love predator. Um, This is my last one. April 6, 2018 with an 82 here
1: be very
0: very
1: i'm going to assume cuz i and i have not seen i'm assuming this is quiet place
0: yep so the reason quiet place is not in my top 5 is cuz i knew you didn't see it ah and there's a sequel now there is a there's a sequel quiet place is give me 2 seconds on quiet place um the premise is simple right there's monsters that can hear you Right. And so this is a movie that has a big runtime where people can't talk. John Krasinski did an amazing job. Like this is a really interesting movie, and I'll leave it at that.
1: I should see it. I don't have any reason for not having seen it. Uh, I I do think that if they're going to do more than one of them, though, the option to do a quiet place, a quieter place, and the quietest place just feels like a missed opportunity.
0: Yeah, I, the the a quiet place too is a terrible, terrible job naming this. Yeah. Like. That's such or, or or
1: or lean further, A quiet place to quieter <laughs> or more quiet.
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: <laughs> All right, my last one, 1996. This almost made my top five for discussion purposes alone. 1996, Metacritic 68, and to but but I think this is low. Actually, I was surprised. Rotten Tomatoes at 59, and Rotten Tomato users down to 58. Oh wow! So I was surprised it's this low. Yeah, my five words are made the monster from wind.
0: Oh wait, um, uh, is this is M Night Shyamalan. Nope, no 90, 96. Twister. Yes. Oh, that's really clever. Oh, this would have been a that's a clever pick, Jeremy. Thanks. Like it is, oh. um, it, it, every
1: bit of the storytelling yeah. is this is a monster. I mean, if it had been filmed today in in Florida or something, you'd have someone shooting at the tornado, but. <laughs> But like it's a monster movie, you know, and the monsters come and go and and effectively releasing the little wind harnessy things is beating yeah. the monster.
0: Right. Yeah, this is a really, really smart pick. That's fun. That's that's a good this is a good way to end. That's really, really fun. Oh, Twister's Thanks. totally a monster movie, dude. That's a really that's a cool pick. <laughs>
1: Thanks. The fundamentally I couldn't put a top five because it just it just isn't a good movie. It's fun. It's fun, but it's like you watch. It, it probably doesn't hold up at all because it was all about those special effects at the time. Though I mean, and they made sound effects right. They actually used. I think it's like a lion roaring, and some other sound effect is the is part of the noise that they use for the twisters.
0: Yeah, I just that's one of those weird movies that like I remember what a big deal. It was, and as now having seen it as an adult who has seen a fair amount of movies, I just like look back and go, "Why? Why, why was everyone? Why did we talk about this movie at all? Like, because the cow flew into the like into the tornado? Like, yes. What are we? That was why. I mean, that was that was why. That was the only reason why. But this is three years after um, Jurassic Park came out. Jurassic Park is way more interesting visually, <laughs> for sure.
1: This is definitely a missed opportunity kind of film, right? This the the pseudo love story subtext is unnecessary. Oh. I I don't think oh. Helen Hunt is particularly good in it. I think Bill Paxton's great. Yeah, she's just a little. I, I consider Helen Hunt a strong actress, and I find she takes strength and then instantly becomes like she starts off strength and she's like talking back and all tough, but then she sort of becomes like the frail save me princess thing by the end. Yeah, and I don't I don't like I don't like when they do that in storytelling. I think it's unnecessary.
0: Yeah, she's interesting. I, we should talk about her at some point because, like, I agree. But then, like, she, but like, she had a, a small role in, in All Things Considered um, in uh, uh, Castaway. But I thought she was brilliant in Castaway, yeah. doing the same thing you're talking about, though, right? Like where she's vulnerable. Yeah. Anyway, Helen Hudson. We should. She'll come up again.
1: Don't forget the uh, the twitters, there, buddy. We got some picks from at Twitter.
0: All right. How, what did our Twitter friends say?
1: Well, we've got uh, three fun picks here. We, we, they picked. I've got five movie picks, but three, uh, three Twitter handles. So, uh, all different podcasters. So, uh, everybody go check out these podcasts. One is from at watch comics pod, and that's an X. So at watch comics pod who suggested annihilation, which I did not finish watching. I did. I read the book. I didn't like the book. I started watching it. I was like, I don't even, I didn't like the book or I'm going to watch the movie. Fair. Although people who did see it say they loved it. Like it's well, thought. Of. but, but is, but the other pick JT, are you ready for this? Sure. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the U's.
0: That's the right pick. They're
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're the monsters actually Vanilla the lies. Okay, uh <laughs> Check out at Conjecturing Pod, it's a horror podcast to pick
0: Cloverfield. Oh, uh, Clo- yeah, so Cloverfield was on my extended pod list.
1: And then lastly at Blast Zone Pod, uh suggested Colossal and uh the host, which is up by the same guy who did uh Parasite
0: and Parasite's the movie that I haven't seen yet that is on my, I probably would make my top five because the host was on my extended Pong because I love him.
1: So I'm going to tell you three movies that, and we're, we'll wrap this up, but I, I had three movies that I really wanted to find a way to sneak in here, but couldn't. The first was Pacific Rim, which I actually don't like as a movie, but I thought, I think it was another one of those, that they brought the effects and storytelling to a new level why they don't just have one of the dudes in suits at the little hole with his sword ready to chop them all in half? I don't quite get. Right. Um, but it was like Pacific Rim is my is one of my top wasted opportunity movies ever. Like oh, same effects, same cast. Just fix some of those plot points. No one's building a stupid wall that we know that the monsters will break in two seconds. Like that just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, it's weird. And that 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 movie wasn't on my list because of all the stuff Del Toro did. I feel like. He like I agree with you. He just missed on some stuff there. What's like this doesn't make like you're better than this. I know you're better than this. He
1: he missed the plot. Basically, the plot is just a fail. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the next two I didn't put in because I want to talk. To, well, one's Ghostbusters, uh, sure. which I'd say is a monster movie. But the next one I've decided to to not declare a monster movie and save it for a future episode. Uh, though it really is a monster movie. Is a uh, Terminator One.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's a monster movie. Yeah. I never. It's another really clever one. I would not have said that, but immediately upon you saying it, my brain went, "Yeah, that. We, yeah, we accept that as truth."
1: I, you know, and what I did is at the last minute, I decided to to say, "Nope, that's a movie about robots." So whenever we talk robots, I've got Terminator for that. All Just right, so well, you know, it's coming up. Surprisingly,
0: someday <laughs> I will be surprised by your robotic. Listen, the good news is we talk about so many movies, I probably genuinely will forget. Um, okay. Well, what we can't forget to do is tell our folks what we're going to do next week. Jeremy, your pick.
1: Oh, no, 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 buddy. It's your pick. I hate to tell you.
0: It's, it's my pick. Yeah. Oh boy. That means that I'm like really unprepared to do this.
1: Yeah. But it's a good thing. We have long lists of stuff that we've had ready to go. So I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you can't, uh, you won't struggle too hard.
0: Uh, okay. So next week. We just had May the 4th, Revenge of the 5th. I think next week is our friend George Lucas's birthday. So let's do top five George Lucas things. Just George Lucas things. Whatever. Like uh, George Lucas, the breakfast cereal? Yeah. Hey, listen, I wouldn't put it past him having one. Maybe he does. Who knows? Lucas bites.
1: I'm picturing like little, like maybe like Captain Crunch things, but like a marshmallow in it, like the Lucky Charms marshmallows, but they're shaped like his beard.
0: Right, and then when you, when you bite into it, uh, you get like a THX sound that runs through your brain. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs>